scared the bejesus out of me there, Kenny. Uh, All of a sudden, I lost the sound. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, this is not going to go good. Yes, we are here this morning on a Monday uh, on a changed hour because of the Twins game that's going to follow us at about uh, noon today. Uh, We are here from from now until noon. We're going to get a lot of information out, I think, to you, but uh, the Minnesota Twins will be on. This is the only time this month that we will be changed. (laughs) Of course, it's the last day or day before the last day. So, uh, Kenny, uh, you got any snow in the future coming down the pike there uh, up in the Twin twin Cities, uh, Twin Cities or Northland or Twin Ports, any of those areas? Okay, yeah, we're in the Twin Ports. Yes. Yes. Winter Good. storm, we have yeah. a winter storm warning now until 10 p.m. tonight. <laughs> and there's been a lot of ice accumulation. It's the type, Brad, where... If they keep these roads salted and sanded, we should be okay. But they got to stay on these roads. The problem is, the problem I had driving in is that this water is hitting your windshield and freezing. And that's a problem. So make sure your car is warmed up. Make sure that you've got the uh, ice off the windshield before you cruise out. And uh, make sure you... The froster's on. Yeah. Blowing hot. Yeah. Yep. There you go. It's, It's gnarly. Today's weather is gnarly. Gnarly. And it's, what is it, just kind of like misting ice then? Is that kind of what you're saying? Well, right it's, you know, it's it's freezing drizzle. So, again, the, the moisture okay. is rain. It hits surfaces and freezes. As freezes immediately. Now, that's here right in the downtown area. Right now it's 28 degrees. There is a northeast wind at 21 um, but uh, the fog, the mist, and the wind, and the precipitation is creating a little bit of a havoc. Now, they are saying one to two inches of possible. Again, this is the downtown Twin Ports area, uh, one to sure. two inches possible in snow, and that's going to basically continue throughout the day. Okay. Well, we're um, uh, we're going to try to bring you up to date on uh, anything that might have happened over the weekend. Of course, we've got a number of things uh, tomorrow The Supreme Court is going to hear a couple of cases. Uh, One of them uh, is going to be very important to a lot, especially a lot of young college students or former college students. The nation's highest court is going to hear two two cases Tuesday challenging the legality of President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. And I've got kind of a breakdown and a rundown of exactly what this is all about, because some people may not be familiar. They know that Biden is trying to uh, uh, is trying to give students uh, loan forgiveness. They're wondering why, why, why this group of students, when there's been lots of other students through history and time that have paid their student debt off over the years. How come this group? Well, he's using the pandemic as the reason for it and we'll get into this as we go along this morning uh but first of all i got to tell you i watched the hockey game yesterday kenny what a what an incredible hockey well first of all a better game was the one they actually lost on was it friday night or saturday night friday night i believe yes friday night up in uh, uh up in uh toronto uh toronto has a tremendous team and yet the Wild played them straight up, even even Steven, right until overtime, and then we lost the game in overtime. But last night, 
Uh, and, and you can tell that we have a an, an issue on the Minnesota Wild. It's called One Man Show. We we need to add some additional people that can put the puck, as Kenny says, put the puck in the bit, put the puck in the back of the net. Because yesterday we won that game three to two, and Krill got all three goals, including the overtime goal, for I believe his first hat trick of the season. And man, was he! Uh, the, the rink was just flooded with hats after the game. So. Uh, if we're going to move forward, and of course, uh, Garen, the um, general manager, is uh, is stated in the morning paper that he has uh, he has his eyes on some players, and he says, "But I'm not going to add anybody that's going to hurt the team. I'm only going to add somebody that will help the team." And he's not looking for a short term, uh, what they what they call a um, uh, an interim player or a, a relief player. He's looking for somebody that might be. Uh, will help the team over the long run. He says they've got enough capacity. There was one player mentioned, Kenny, and I don't know if you even know the name. I didn't know the name. I did check him out afterwards, and that is a guy named James Van Rimesdeck. And evidently he, I think, is with the Philadelphia Flyers, and he's about uh, six foot two, 210 pounds, a quick, fast, good hands, um, does know how to put the puck in the net and uh, evidently is uh, kind of looking for a new home. And um, so uh, Garen has said if we can get somebody for the right price, if we could get somebody like him for the right price, we would we will add that person. If not, I feel comfortable with the team the way it is. So we'll see what happens. In the meantime, the Twins are on at noon today. I'm going to be watching that game. I have them on my cable box down here, so I'll be watching the game to see how it goes. I think we're playing the bedeviled Boston Red Sox today, correct? Oh, um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Twin schedule. What are we doing here? We're uh, Monday. Yeah, Boston, uh, 12 o'clock first okay. pitch, and that's the reason okay. for a early start of sound off and a early exit. And an early exit at noon. Um, See, Brad, I well, got to tell you, yes. Joe Biden was asked by the, uh, oh, who's the ABC guy? Uh, is it John Muir? And he asked. On, on, uh, on the Sunday show? Well, he was asked, to, you know, again, he's the ABC uh, uh, news anchor there on the evening news oh, okay. anchor, John Muir. I don't know if you okay. caught this or not. And uh, I was trying to find it here because, you know, I, I don't want to laugh when it comes to our president. I don't want to be ashamed when it comes to our president. But I got to oh, tell you, Brad, no. I, I got to tell you, he's he's doing this to himself. Yes, he is. He's his own worst enemy, Kenny. He absolutely is. You know, and his handlers know it too. And his handlers have told him time and time and time again, stay with the script. Don't go off the script. Every time he gets into trouble, he thinks he's going to be cute and go off the script. And he just mumbles and stumbles. What did he do this time? Well, if I could, let me, let me play this for you and your listeners. It's only 17 seconds long. And uh, okay. let's see if we can set this up here. And, uh, okay, stand by. So do you plan to travel there and have you talked with the mayor 
I, I, I can't recall that. I don't think I've talked to the mayor. I've talked to everyone else there and I'm multiple times. I've talked to both the senators, both, both governors. I've talked to everyone there is to talk to. And we've made it clear that everything is available. Okay, so he's talked to both governors of Ohio. And again, I should have set that up. That was... Both governors of Ohio? Well, yeah. Ohio has two governors. Yeah, right? and, and so... Most, gov- most states only have he one, just, but evidently... You know, where's Keith Jackson when you need him? Uh, fumbling, bumbling, stumbling through this. Uh, he's talked to oh everyone except the mayor. But then except again, he the can't mayor. recall if he's talked to the mayor. Shouldn't the mayor be a, a priority, somebody that you want to talk to of this town? So it's just, it's sad what's happened in East Palestine. Well, Kenny, the, sad, the, the, the biggest and saddest thing of the whole thing is, shouldn't he have talked to the mayor like the day of the accident or the day after, at the very most, got on the phone, yeah. called him up, said, hey, what can I do for you? I, I, I see, uh, according to news reports, I see you had a major burn, uh, train derailment, uh, cars on fire. What can we do? Yeah. How can I help you out? So again, Joe Biden... And that would have calmed everything. Well, it would have. And again, Joe Biden was confused. He said he can't recall if he's spoken with the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, but he has definitely spoken with both governors. Yeah. Both governors. <laughs> oh boy, and then and then we have his transportation secretary. Did you see the way he was dressed up? He finally went. By the way, he finally went uh, to East Bethlehem or East uh, Palestine, uh, Bethlehem, Palestine. He went to uh, East Palestine um, the day after Donald Trump had been there. And, of course, uh, you know, right away the media started up with, oh, Donald Trump brings them water. Couldn't he have brought them something more needful than water, you know? And, I'm, you know, no matter what he did, no matter what he does, uh, the mainstream media is going to jump on his back, try to, you know, make him look like he's a raving idiot. But then that was followed up by Pete Buttigieg showing up with his... uh, he looked like uh, that construction crodge, uh, construction guy out of the uh, of those this kids' games, you know, with his little yellow and orange vest on, his little hat, his his uh, safety glasses, his gloves, pointing here, pointing there, saying what happened here, what happened there. Um, I mean, that guy is uh, well. They is, haven't an amazing embarrassment. Yeah, they haven't handled this disaster properly. No. No, they really haven't. And in the meantime, you know, do you believe, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you believe there's nothing wrong when they've got thousands of people's, well, but here's the deal. They said there's thousands of animals that have died. But I looked into that a little bit, and it appears like most of it is uh, fish in streams and most of them are minnows, small um, small fish that haven't grown up yet. May have been shocked by the original uh, disruption or whatever, but it it doesn't appear. When, when I first read that thousands of animals had died, I thought what they were talking about was people's pets, their cats and dogs and, you know, cattle in the street and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out really, really was nothing like that. It was mainly minnows and small creatures in streams uh some birds yes but that that's very possible because there was such a plume of a burning smoke that if any of those birds flew through that i'm sure they probably died but look we're, we'll get into that a little bit further um 
That's an incredible clip, Kenny, that you, that you have. I, I, I wasn't sure I was even listening to Joe Biden talking there. I thought it was some mumble bum or something, but uh, that's really sad. Anyway, we're, we're going to take our first break here, and we'll be back very quickly, folks. KDAL time is 1026. We have uh, snow in downtown Duluth. This precipitation now has turned to snow. It might be a mixture, but I can see mainly snow right now in downtown Duluth. Uh, current temperature at the Sky Harbor Airport is 28 degrees and a strong northeast wind. I've got 26 at the National Weather Service, so the air temp is uh, favorable for snow over any yeah. uh, rain or freezing rain, but uh, all snow right now out of the uh, KDAL studio window here in downtown Duluth. You know, Kenny, snow is uh, not uncommon for us in the Northland at all. But can you imagine being in Los Angeles over the weekend and looking out your front window and seeing this white stuff falling on your lawn? Yeah, that's really I something. Mean, uh, that's it, crazy. Well, there's a state that was under some uh, exceptional drought, certainly some uh, severe drought areas. Uh, we saw over the summer the low lake levels of the reservoirs and what have you. So this abundance of moisture should be welcomed, but you're right. When it falls in areas that don't generally have snow, they had blizzard warnings in parts of San Diego, I believe, and L.A. Yes. So it's it's not the first time. Don't panic, you uh, climate zealots. This, this isn't the yeah. first time this has happened. It's unusual no, no. and uh, might not happen again for 40, 50 years. Who knows? But you're but you're absolutely right. They needed the moisture, and they're getting a lot of moisture. In fact, some areas up in uh, oh, like up in Big Bear and some of those areas have gotten record amounts of snow. And all of that, of course, will melt and come down into the valleys, down into the st- streams and rivers and creeks. When I was uh, when I was going on going to school out there in the early seventies, um, I went to Cal State Fullerton. And every spring, we would have volunteer signups to uh, to fill sandbags because it was it seemed like every spring there were certain areas in Orange County and in some of the areas close to this uh, college that would get the rivers and creeks full to overflowing, and you'd have to have people uh, sandbag their driveways and things like that. But well, not so much anymore. Yeah. Now it's Kind of back. Uh, looking at the weather radar, Brad, I'm at the KDAL610.com weather site. Go there if you want a great weather uh, weather radar uh, picture, if you will. Lots of snow. Looks like heavy snow falling in uh, parts of Douglas County, even Ashfield. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Bayfield County and Bayfield uh, County. Washburn okay. over to uh, Burnett County and some points south of there. So some Heavy snow falling right now in parts of uh, northwest Wisconsin. And there is some good snow amounts coming down in Lake and Cook County, even St. Louis County here in uh, on the Minnesota side. But right now here in downtown Duluth, I'm guessing there's a mixture. We're still showing a mixture of precip, but I see mainly snow in downtown Duluth. Okay. Had any of that... Uh icing conditions from earlier from a week ago had had any of that started to melt yet or is it still no there's been no melting it's just that it was covered up with the snow that we got and what have you there's still some some ice underneath some of this snow (laughs) that goes back to that heavy rainfall we have i don't recall the dates was it it must have been around the beginning of the month but uh yeah it's been a brutal winter brad Uh, we need spring spring arrives uh, march 1st right on this wednesday is the it's the start of the first spring month. Now I know that the spring equinox 
is a ways out, and spring weather is probably, who knows? Stay tuned. People are thinking, Kenny, Wednesday they're going to wake up, look out on their lawn, see the robins uh, eating worms out of the lawn. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Yeah, so March 20th is the start of the uh, spring. Uh, spring starts March 20th. All right. Well, listen, we've got to go to our CBS News break. Uh, we, we're going to come back, and I'll we'll start into this uh, story about the Supreme Court and uh, uh, school uh, loan forgiveness because this uh, this was a big issue when it was first brought up by Biden, and then it kind of went away. Well, I'm curious. But it is going to end up in the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court now has ruled that they will hear this. Yes. In fact, they will hear starting tomorrow they're going to hear two cases. One of the first case is called Biden versus Nebraska, and it was brought by Republican officials in Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, and South Carolina. Um, and what they're litigating is that the president overstepped his authority and threatening the revenues of states' uh, entities that profit from federal student loans with the forgiveness plan. In other words, some of these states we're counting on getting the payback of this money through their state Pell Grants or through their state uh, loan programs, and now they're claiming they're not going to get it. The other one, the second lawsuit, is U.S. Department of Education versus Brown, and that's on behalf of student loan borrowers uh, Alexander Taylor and Myra Brown. Under the Biden plan, Taylor is eligible for 10000 of debt relief, but he does not qualify for an additional 10000 in forgiveness reserved for recipients of Pell Grants, a form of federal aid for low-income students. Brown is eligible for, uh, Brown is ineligible for any forgiveness because her loans originated with the defunct Federal Family Education Loan Program and are now held by private entities, and so she doesn't qualify for it under this program, and they're, they're suing for equal access to loan forgiveness. So there's a couple of different lawsuits, but we'll get into it after CBS News. KDAL time is 10:34:26 at the National Weather Service in Duluth. Let's go down to the Army Corps of Engineer. 29 degrees, winds are kicking out of the northeast at about uh, 15 miles an hour. Well, they're yeah, 12 to 15 miles an hour out of the northeast at the Army Corps of Engineer and uh, light snow continues to fall in downtown Duluth. Now, is is there any additional snow later in the week, or does this look like kind of a front-end loaded week, just snow now and then it's going to clear up a little bit? Tuesday night and Wednesday, there is a chance of snow, a blustery conditions. So Tuesday night and Wednesday, stay tuned for that, and we'll talk more about okay. that tomorrow as this thing uh, possibly right, uh, ebbs good. and flows. All right. Well, anyway, this uh, this deal about student loans is very interesting, especially to a lot of people now, to a lot of students um, that possibly have um, loans out there. How many people are affected by this, do you suppose? According to this story, the Biden administration is, if they are successful, if they are successful in pushing the forgiveness, more than 40 million people could have up to $20,000 of their individual federal student loan debt canceled. Before the court hit the brakes on the program, more than half of eligible borrowers had applied with the Department of Energy, or Department of Education, I should say, already approving 16 million applicants 
They were approved, but of course, once the lawsuit started, uh, they were held up. Um, but here, here's basic a, re, a, a refresher about what this is all about. I told you about the two lawsuits, two different uh, ways that this is uh, being brought forward. Uh, one, uh, because they're not getting enough. Uh, or these students are not getting their loans forgiven, and another one because states are going to be missing this revenue, and it puts us uh, a real bind on their budgets. A federal district judge has declared the forgiveness program unlawful. Unlawful why? Well, if you remember the way the Constitution was formulated in this country, the, the right to for money things, to commit the government to money uh, expenditures or money losses has to go through Congress. And this never went through Congress. But Biden simply said, hey, I'm just following suit what Donald Trump did. Federal student loan payments have been on pause for the vast majority of borrowers since about March of 2020, when then-President Donald Trump declared a national emergency because of the public health crisis. But see, what Donald Trump did was he just said, look, uh, we've got this health crisis out there. Nobody's going to work. People are losing their jobs. Uh, They can't go to school or anything else. So we're going to freeze this uh, emergency program right now. We're going to make it so that you don't have to make payments on your loans for the time being. Uh, Trump claims it was never his intent to forgive the loans completely, and the Education Department expects that borrowers uh, that borrowers would struggle to manage their debt when payments resume. In other words, they assumed payments were going to resume, and uh, you know, it just uh, when it does, uh, if the program does resume, they're going to have to make payments. Although they realize that a lot of people will probably have fallen behind. Now, the big question, of course, when it goes to the Supreme Court is going to be, did the president or does the president have the authority to cancel student debt? And the answer actually depends on who you ask. The Biden administration insists that a 2003 law used by the Trump administration to pause student loan payments during the coronavirus pandemic, also provides the authority to cancel the debt. I can't see that in the law, but, uh, you know, I'm not an attorney. And the Justice Department released a 25-page memo in August of last year that says the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Student Act, the HEROES Act, authorizes the Education Secretary to alleviate the hardship that federal student loan recipients may suffer as a result of the national emergency. Now, they're looking at that as a very broad, that alleviate the hardship means get rid of the problem. But opponents argue that the scale of loan cancellations at a cost of nearly a half a trillion dollars to the U.S. government requires congressional authorization because of the political and economic significance of that loan or of that uh, payback. They say uh, lawmakers who passed the HEROES Act in response to the September uh, 11, 2001 attacks never intended for the statute to be used in the manner that Biden administration has proposed. And again, 
we, we've already told you that there's millions and millions of people that could be affected by this, and it could put a real uh, a real stumbling block on the economy as a whole because we're talking a half a trillion dollars here that uh, may not be paid back at all. How much would the forgiveness cost? Well, that's what we're saying is uh, for anywhere between 400 billion and a half a trillion. Uh, it would wipe out 400 billion of assets on federal government ledgers because these are assets that are listed. In other words, they were a federal loan that was given to a student and they expected it to be paid back. So it was listed on the on the federal balance sheets as a uh, loan, uh, an outstanding loan that was supposed to be paid back. The White House officials have argued that the impact of the reduction of loan payments would amount to less than three hundred billion over the next decade, and have, and have said that the uh, Congressional Budgets Office score should be looked at over a, a thirty-year window uh, because a lot of these loans were for long term. The court will hand down a ruling. Um, well, they claim it's going to be that the ruling will be handed down probably by the end of June when this uh, Supreme Court legislative session ends. Um, they don't have any idea exactly how it will will be ruled. The two courts uh, accepted the, the previous two cases on different terms, and uh, both of them have been kind of held in, in limbo up until now. Um, if, if payments were were said, if the Supreme Court comes back and says, nope, sorry, uh, that, that didn't go through Congress, that, that who has to authorize the forgiveness of money, um, so you've got to start making those payments, when would those payments, uh, when would student loan repayments resume? Well, according to the way the program was written, uh, payments would resume in 60 days after the emergency department has allowed the implementation of the debt relief program or the litigation was was solved. So let's say in June, the Supreme Court rules, nope, can't do this. It's, uh, it didn't go through court. It didn't go through the Congress. So you got to start repaying the loans. That The 60 days from that period would be about September 1st. And they know that this is going to be a tremendous hardship on a lot of students up uh that have that would have those loans that were thinking they were going to be forgiven, and in fact, uh, would probably not be forgiven. Well, Kenny, uh, before we go to our Minnesota news break here, um, I want to let you know Minnesota has a new city. Have you seen this? A new Got city. A, a new city it was huh. just incorporated. They've even painted the water tower and everything. The city is called Empire. Uh, E-M-P-I-R-E, Empire, and it has a population, believe it or not, of 3,200 people. Now, where's it, so lo- where's it located, Brad? Down, uh, or it, it, it'll be another one of those kind of uh, fringe of uh, the Twin Cities kind of area. And they are going to swear in their first mayor and their city council tonight at, at the city council meeting. For okay, the so time. this looks like it's in the metro area. It's in Dakota metro, County. Yeah. There you go. Now, this was formerly Empire Township, I would assume? I believe so. Yeah, that's yes, what I'm reading here. Okay. Kind of huh. what I looked at. All right. But not a bad... I mean, there there's a lot of towns and cities in, in Minnesota that are much less than 3,200 people. So, you know, 
That's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting. Empire, setup. Minnesota. I like it. Empire, Minnesota. I like it too. It kind of rings of success. Well, anyway, folks, we're going to do our Minnesota news. Uh, then we'll come back and wrap up this first hour here. Remember, we have a shortened show today, so if you want to get your call, get your thoughts in here to the show today, make sure you call us at 218-722-0839. That's 218-722-0839. And you're listening to Sound Off on 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 1051, 27 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. Also 27 degrees in Eveleth. I've got light snow and 29 in Superior and Cloquet overcast and 27. And again, the Twin Ports is under a winter storm warning until 10 p.m. tonight. I did notice this morning, and I'm sure you've heard it on the news already, that the U.S. Energy Department has finally assessed... But with low confidence, I love this. I love the way this this was written out and obviously the way the uh, Energy Department is writing it with low confidence that COVID, that, you know, that thing we've been fighting for the last two or three years, the one that Anthony Fauci said we need to wear two, three masks uh, to stay away from people. Um, they are now saying that that, that the energy department is pretty sure that originated from a Chinese laboratory leak. Oh, who? And what? It, who's? I, you're back to this. That's preposterous. Huh? <laughs> this came. I know. I know. You believe it came from monkey dung that was flung onto a uh, onto a bat someplace. How'd but, you know? <laughs> I just took for granted. No, but they are saying that uh, that they believe now that it originated, but low confidence that it originated from um, a laboratory leak in Wuhan, China. And what I want to know is what in the world were they doing in Wuhan, China, trying to develop a uh, bacteria that could wipe out the world? But they had to control it. They had to keep it in a really controlled, refined area. And then, of course, we then of course oh, we know, we move Brad. forward to today. Well, yeah, gain of function, we, exactly. And we move forward to today, and we remember China sending balloons across our borders, checking out on where all of our things are located. Over the weekend, we had a Chinese military plane fly within five hundred feet of one of our jets, and told it to back off from the China South China Sea, get out of that area. Um, because they think they own everything in that whole area. And we'll talk uh, more about that when we come back, by the way, next hour. We are going to talk a little bit about Minnesota's budget uh, because the uh, state auditors are now saying that uh, the economic outlook is stable, <laughs> stable with that $17.5 billion budget surplus. In fact, the budget surplus may grow even more, according to... Uh, surplus releases that are coming out very shortly so uh, maybe they haven't spent it all yet we'll find out 